When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Welcome back for another episode of Black Fly on the Wall, the podcast. Yeah. We got we got a we got a very, very good topic today. But before we get into that, we're gonna let everybody introduce themselves. To my right, I have Miss Jaskel. Jaskel, introduce yourself to the people. Hey everybody, I'm Jaskel Creasy, uh what first lady of Black Fly on the Wall. Yeah, first lady, you know. Um, <laughs> at Sit with Scale on Instagram and YouTube. Um, from Durham, because uh, it's been a theme. Too many, so too from many Durham, Durham, North Carolina, yeah. uh, definitely carrying it on. Uh, <laughs> <hoard> in here. <laughs> happy to be here. All right, to my left, introduce yourself, Sam. Hey, y'all know what it is, man. Sam Archer, the master man, at Master and the Man on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, Black Fi, uh been on this thing for a minute. Bro. Co-host, We, we here officially. with it, man. Love it. So yes, it's going to be a good one. Let's go. Right. Desmond Scott, uh, Desmond L. Scott on Instagram. Um, and Prime Institute is the business. Um, I feel like I'm a, uh, a vet at this thing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I appreciate Jumps you right in today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. You know, to get into it today, today's topic is what's wrong with going 50 50? You know, that, that's the true question. We've been seeing a lot of posts on Instagram from the game, money bag, yo. All these, a lot of rappers, a lot of celebrities, no, not not really no regular folk, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people having this conversation. I think, and I think it is a good conversation to have because it shows us where we are heading as a black community in regards to financial literacy. So, talk having the conversation, whether it's fun or however it may however it may come out, you know, we are having the conversation about what's wrong with going fifty fifty. We have some people that are in favor of splitting bills and going 50-50 with their wives or their husband. We have some people that are, are not. So let's start the conversation off with Scale. What's your position on this topic here? Why are you smiling? Because <laughs> I don't know ready. why I knew it was coming to me first. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with going 50-50. Um, you put up a statistic that was mind-blowing, but I think the visual was even more mind-blowing. The, the circle so far, mm-hmm. the uh, white income, white household was this big <laughs> the circle for the black mm-hmm. household was this big you want to get the number right quick yeah so so, that, so you know i love a good statistic because that's objectivity versus subjectivity and the median net worth of black households was less than 15 percent than that of white families in 2009 this is a statistic from cnn's research the median income for a white family was $188,200, and the median income for a black family was $24,000, $24,100. Right. So it shows, a, a like Jaskel was saying, a major wealth gap um, between families. So for that, what that means to me is all hands on deck. Yes. Like, <laughs> I don't like to lose. So you mean to tell me there's somebody ahead of us? Okay, what do we have to do to get ahead what do we have to do to catch up Absolutely. and so if we are working together because so the household that means that you know it can be a man and a woman that's when you have dual incomes then that's even better to get ahead not saying that a person with one income doesn't get ahead but it's going to be a little bit slower if you don't have two incomes so once you get on the same page financially 
then we can make decisions. Maybe then at one point, you know, we're making enough, we've paid off enough debt to where we can we can tweak that a little bit. And I feel like that's fine. But if we're first starting now and if the point is to get ahead, if the point is for our children to do better than what we did, then I don't see anything wrong going 50-50. Solid. Solid. Sam, what's your point? Uh, I agree with scale. Actually, um, I think it's all about the common goal, right? So if your household say y'all have debt or something like that, that you're trying to get out of, if it takes both of us, then that's what it takes. You Absolutely. know what I mean? If it's something that I can do alone, then I'm not going to require you to, you know, to help me in that situation. But if it's something that we both need to come together and just put both of our eggs in this basket and just knock it out, then it makes sense to me. Like it's supposed to be a team. So it just makes sense to me. This. Yeah, I think Scale, she came on very strong using plural. Uh-huh. Um, she said a whole lot of I or ours, we, mm-hmm. yep. us. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's what separates the 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 thinking of 50-50 versus, no, I got this and you, nah. Us, we, and our yeah. Yeah. team. The goal. Yeah, the goal. Right? I, that's the common denominator right there. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like, sorry, your biggest, like, wealth-building tool is your income. Like, everybody talks about, I mean, like, I know Bitcoin and all that is really big right now. But, like, first and foremost is your income. If you can manage your income, then you can go out and do these investments and stuff like that. But if it's one person carrying the load, it's just like, I wouldn't want, if one person is struggling in a relationship and one person is not, mm-hmm. then, like, what's, that's not a relationship. You're not working together. You're working against each other. Yeah. Oh, correct. And, you know, I, I think, too, I think financial literacy is key in knowing the history is even more important, and that statistic should turn on a light switch in your head to say, okay, if I have this student loan debt, if I have this credit card debt, if I have this car debt, whatever it may be, my perspective is what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. Mm -hmm. And so this is an hour thing. And so what? Yeah, oh, yeah, go go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) You know, like it's, you know, like this is an hour thing. And so if I'm man enough to marry you, I could care less about what student debt you have yeah. because I'm confident as a man that we gonna we are going to pay that, that off. Yeah, right. I'm factoring that in. Yeah. Like men are very intentional when they get to the point that they want to date and marry intentionally. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact of with women, the expectation should be I'm going to set this level and this bar of expectation once I get to that point that this is going to be my potential husband. So you can't have the mindset that oh. I'm going to go 50 50 and I'm not, I wouldn't go 50 50 with this boyfriend, number one, but number two boyfriend is a little bit better. So I would go 50 50 with him. No, the concept of what you think should be what it is, whether you agree with the topic or if you don't. And so I think the biggest issue in our community of this whole 50 50 conversation is the lack of financial literacy. If you start your life off and your relationship off and your marriage off with this is mine, I don't have a car payment. He has a car payment. You already are operating on two different levels of yeah. vibration yeah. to try to achieve one yeah. goal. Yeah. So you all have one goal, but you operating with two separate plans. And so all of us that have played a sport understand that there's you play football. If your quarterback and your receivers on two, they're totally two different pages. Okay. There ain't gonna be no touchdown yeah. score yeah. between them two. Yeah. And so to, to do that, I feel like it's easier to get as a man. If you agree with this point, and you and you want to go 50-50 with your woman, you should be able to have that conversation and put it in layman's terms. But see, Lyde, I think, I think as a community and as a people, like we hear 50-50 and we automatically think, oh, I got to take half of what I got and put it to this, right? Correct. Like 50-50 could actually be, you know what, you got an extra two grand that you can 
to decide that you're not using, you know what I mean, to put to some debt. It doesn't have to for be an hour vacation. Yeah, you know right. I mean? to, you yeah, can yeah. put it to ours. It doesn't have to be all right, take half your income for our and, financial and take freedom. Half the, yeah, and pay <laughs> half this rent. Like if I'm covering all the bills, but then we're we're set, then that means okay, well you take an extra thousand every now and then and put it to the car. Right. Or you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't have to be we splitting everything down the middle. But right. if that's what it takes, if that's what we need then split everything down the middle. But right. I don't think it, like, I think we t- hear something and we take it to the extreme of, oh, now I'm losing half of my stuff when it could be, no, I'm just losing an extra $500 a month. You right. know what I mean? Something to help us get out of debt or whatever it may be. so much more. In right. the long run. Yeah. We don't right. think about the long run. We don't run. think long term yeah. at all. Right. It's a, it's a lot of short term thinking. And you know, one thing that helped me understand this 50 50 thing is having siblings. I was gonna say that. I swear I was gonna I say that. I ain't never had nothing to myself, man. Never. <laughs> you know never, what I'm saying? So with never. everything that came in, if I if I when I was eating meat and I had some chicken, I got a little brother looking up at me yeah. like this. Right. Everybody huh. chicken. Okay, he can you can have this wing. Yeah, you know, yeah, now yeah, I yeah. have yeah. I have four, now I have three. Yeah. I've always been able to break bread and, and see how deferring self can can get you to gain so much on the opposite end. Yeah, yeah. but I think we living in a time where everything is about I, I, mm-hmm. yeah. and how I can get ahead and how I can outperform the person ne- sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even with sports, uh, yeah, we're a cohesive unit, mm-hmm. right? But people, quarterbacks, and running backs, they want their own stats. And yeah, they got singled out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think with with the social media world being so prevalent in our generation that it's about what I post, the things that I've been able to accomplish mm-hmm. on my own. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, dog. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. the, what about the, the people that help you get there? Yeah. What about, yeah, like, yeah. no lie. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead when you mentioned, I was going to say this, when you mentioned the sibling thing, like how working together to get ahead, me and my brother used to do this thing all the time. If you don't tell dad I did this, I won't tell him you did that. Uh, All right, we both get not in trouble. We both get to go out. We both get to go to the movies or whatever. And my brother over there, that's my that's my ace boom. So it's like I've always had to work together. Like one thing could be worse. So it's like that's and that's what I was talking about doing what's needed, right? Because his action could be way worse than yours. But Mm. we're gonna come together and we're gonna be like, we both not gonna get in trouble. As a unit. Like like it's several of us in the building that's like in fraternities and sororities and so like, if you were able to have that opportunity to, like, understand what it's like to work as a team, mm-hmm. as a unit, to achieve one goal, you understand you ain't nothing yours. Yeah. And so that's <laughs> nah. really put me in the mentality of teamwork makes a dream work. Right. It helps you get to a common goal. Now, one thing I will say is how do you all feel about if your partner lacks financial literacy but still has the goal to go 50-50? No matter if this their mom told them or their dad told them that's how it should be, but they lack that guidance, that financial literacy to get them to that point. What is the experience? What has your experience been in the past in your dating previous relationships? I think for me, I, I've been the one who probably lacked mm-hmm. literacy, um, but I had the will to learn it. Right. So that's I think, I think it comes to being coachable. Right. And I think for men, a lot of times because of sports and stuff like that, we're a lot more coachable in situations. Right. Whereas I'm telling my woman, like, you don't need to shop because you really can't afford it. That's not going down the same way. Person. That's not going down <laughs> the same way. Laughing. Yeah, so I think for me, it's just like, like I said, just being coachable and being that understanding of, like, this is going to help me in the long run regardless of who I'm with. You know, you said something critical. I feel like in scale, tell me tell me what your... Um, no, I was coming. 
Tell me how you feel about this as a woman, though, being a little girl and being raised, you know. I feel like as a, I've always had a standard put on me, like the level of accountability mm. placed on me ever since I was a young man of this is your standard, you need to meet it, or these are the repercussions of that. Yeah. Whether it's taking out the trash, whether it's um, opening the door for my mom when she's walking in the store, whether it's pumping my mom's gas. I've always had some level of standard placed on me. So when it comes, like you said, Sam, to being coached, it's never anything, anything that's been unfamiliar to me, even outside of sports. I've always been checked. Like I never had the opportunity to kind of do what I want, have these feelings about it, and nobody have and yet. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I guess things are just supposed to go my way. You know, yeah, that's what we talked about. Yeah, that coach been in that room. Yeah, that little red dot. Yeah. You can't say anything about it. Right. Yeah, it's, all, it's on tape. Yeah. yeah right. It's on you. It's all on you. Yeah. What's, your, what's your point of view on that as a, as a girl? So um, I'm the oldest. And um, my I was always held accountable, one, for being the oldest. But my dad said to me at six years old, so he had to go back and tell me this. But he said, I'm going to be harder on you because you're a woman. And darn sure he did not make that. Like I, my dad's also a football coach. Too. He was a football mm. player and a football coach. So like. I didn't. Ha I couldn't have no excuses either. Even if my dad was dead wrong, I knew he he knew he was wrong. Mm -hmm. I knew he was wrong. He didn't apologize, yeah. and it was somehow, some way, it still came back to it being my fault. Oh, it's just yeah. so Absolutely. I had. I, it's being around you guys has taught me so much because there are women who have lacked accountability, and this is not for me to like. I'm not bashing women. I'm just saying, yo. It is a lack of accountability, and that doesn't mean that we can't change it. That doesn't mean we can't do anything different. That just means first we got to see it. And if we can hold men accountable, if we want to hold men accountable because we do, because our black men are ours, but they're all, we're also theirs. So they should be able to hold us accountable as well. Absolutely. But um, to, like, Sam's point, like, I think I've been the one that's been financially stable or, like, had a bigger financial literacy and, like, have, and meeting men, and they don't. And having a very different experience, like not being coachable. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was because I was a woman. I don't know if it was because, yeah, yeah, ego, yeah. but I'm just like, eh, well, you know, you really should get on a budget. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you probably shouldn't be spending, you probably shouldn't get that new car. And it's like, what? You don't want me to get a new car? It's like, no, it's not I don't want you to get a new car, but it's not It's not good now for yeah. you to get a new car. What do you do? Get a car. And then what did he do? Struggle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah, how this yeah. going to go. Yeah. Da, da, da. And, and, and probably like, came back like, why you ain't telling me not to get this car, man? You you convinced me on everything else. You couldn't convince me not to get this car. Right. So how does how does your dad being hard on you as a young girl, how did that help and or hurt you in relationships? Um, I think like naturally and then my dad says I'm more like him than he's like him. So I have a lot of masculine mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. And so growing up, like I had to really learn how to balance it, how to be more feminine, how to like knowing I am right. And maybe that was like my dad's lesson, knowing I am dead right, I am more right and still having to like let the man fail, let him figure it out, let him um you know uh yeah figure it out and then also too i felt like you know he could have been a little bit more soft <laughs> he could have like like he even apologized to me like as an adult he was like yeah i think i was kind of hard on you as because it's like you know i'm still a child i'm still learning i'm still growing and you can't make mistakes you know the biggest thing my mom told me though she said the world ain't soft 
reality is not easy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah things are changing. <laughs> things things well, are changing. Well, she, I least, think she was trying to. What we think. It's kind of like I feel like be struggling behind she, behind closed doors. Right. She right she now. I think she more so was trying to prepare me for the gold standard. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. on a good day, you a black man in America, you're gonna have to work twice as hard. Yeah. And so if you can take what I'm giving you, whenever you get out there in the world, you're gonna be able to. It's it's, it's a cakewalk. You know, your your manager is wrong about something. You don't buck up at them. You don't lose your cool because you ain't lose it with me, so you're not going to lose it with them. And so I think it's all about foundation. I think it's the theme of today. It's, it's all about the foundation that you have in your upbringing whenever it comes to how you look at finances. So now a question I have for the fellas is your woman makes more money than you. How do you deal with it? First of all, I definitely want to go 50-50 if you ain't going to Let's be clear. Terrible. Let's be clear about that. Um, but I, I think I think for me personally, the whole – it was a big ego check for the whole – like I never experienced it, but I've always got the question, what if she makes more money than you? And at mm-hmm. first I'm like, well, you know, I can't really deal with that. But then at first – then I think about it and I'm like, if she makes more money than me, that's actually – You win the goal. Yeah, right. you know what I mean? Like I hope, I hope she makes more money than me because that's going to – keep me competitive and make sure I'm not, you know, I'm always going to want to make more money. But I think that also keeps you competitive as a man because you, you feel like you should. Almost. Competitive in what standard, though? In, in your relationship or competitive in this world? I think in this because world. That's, that's okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to compete with there my wife, but I want to compete, like, keep me on edge and keep me on my toes so I don't ever settle, right, right. and just feel comfortable at where I'm at. But. Not, like, Des, you spoke about ego. Like, what, what role do you think the ego has with men – that are married to women who, because a lot of women say that I made more money than him and he had an issue with it. It's huge. I think, I think that you, you have to self check very often. Um, but knowing that it's we in Spanish, nosotros is, mm-hmm. is, is us. Mm-hmm. Yes, right? Spanish. And you see it? I only Duolingo. You use it right, so that's all that matters. Sense that she is already perfect. 
And so where you may lack in finances, she may lack in maturity. Mm -hmm. Where you may lack in finances, she may lack in emotional intelligence. So she may be able to help you, coach you to be better and more financially literate, Mm -hmm. and you may be able to coach her to be more emotionally intelligent. Yeah, I agree. So, So men, but men have a big ego trip when it comes to money itself because we've been told repeatedly that if you're not the breadwinner of your family, you're not the head of your family. When... In all actuality, being the head of your family is a, is a bucket of intangible things mm-hmm. that you can't that have nothing to do with finances. So you know that's like being a man of good character that has nothing to do with finances, being a man that's honest and truthful that has nothing to do with finances, and being a man that's well tempered that has nothing to do with finances. Right. So a woman that that is listening to this and saying, "Well, my man doesn't do this," my man, what intangible characteristics does he have? that he can bring to your relationship that are priceless. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's say he did make $125,000, $150,000, but he lacked in all those other areas I just listed. I'm pretty sure women that are in relationships with men like that and are struggling in relationships, yep. they'd take that over that 150 Absolutely. any day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because it's not about what you bring bring in. When we tell Me and Tony, we say it all the time. It's about what you keep, right? So mm-hmm. it's not only about just the, the finances. It's about everything else that's going on with that. And so go ahead, Des. Yeah. So I, th- I think people say, you make me better in relation. Like, yeah, she makes me better. But what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. Right? And I wasn't able to understand what that meant until I got married. And it's those things that she forces me to want to change and learn about me that makes me better. It's nothing that mm-hmm. she it's directly brings to the table. She doesn't, yes, yeah, she makes money and I get that money too. That's not making me better. Right, yeah. What's making me better is that I have this gift of a woman and I want to be the best man that I can be every day that I wake up. Not not physically changing you, but making you want to change. Yeah. Like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think I think the biggest change comes in the psyche. You know, like if, if it's if it's the psyche, if you have a change in your mentality, that's that's far more that's far more, you know, valuable than anything else, too. And so I think at the end of the day, it's all about dream work now. I think one of the biggest instances that we're seeing with a whole 50-50 conversation where people are not in favor of it is that you have to ask yourself, can the modern black family survive off one income? And if the answer is no, all hands have to be on deck until you get to that point. Now, my stance on it, I, I didn't say anything, but my overall stance on it is I want to go 50-50 to a certain point because as, as the alpha male that I am, I have the mentality that, guess what, if I can get to a point where my family can survive off my income alone, we doing damn good. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right? And so so that's my overall long-term goal is to, okay, we're going to sprint for five years, six years, seven absolutely. years to knock all these things out and more so chase financial literacy so I can get to the point where you can work 10 hours a week or 15 hours a week or not work at all and have that availability. Because I do think um, when women do echo the 50-50 thing, sometimes in their favor – they see their asset as being stronger than a paycheck. Mm. But a woman that's that may only work 25% of the time and you're carrying 75% of the case of the financial load may be her at home more, knocking out laundry, dishes, mm-hmm. meals, right. raising your raising kids, kids, saving on the doc the, the daycare bill because she's at home more versus working full 40 hours a week. Maybe women see it from that point of view too, but just not communicating that effectively. 
So I, I did I did want to say that. But what do you all think about that? Like, do you feel like the most you know most modern families can survive off one income and and still want the things, the vacations, the the Tulums, the Jamaicas? Like, what 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 is modern? Can we put a dollar amount on modern? So let's uh, okay. The the, the the median income from a black man in America today is forty one thousand five hundred dollars. So as a woman, if you don't want to go 50-50 and you want your man to just live off his income, you have to have it in your mind as a woman that's dating that your man is going to make around that amount of money because that's what the average man is making. Now, if you want a man that is making 75 grand or higher, that's 15% of black, 15% of men, period, no matter the ethnicity. If you want a man that's making six figures, you're talking about less than 10% of all men in the country, not based on their ethnicity or heterosexual background. So on average, you have to ask yourself: Can I? Can we live off forty one forty one thousand five hundred dollars? I don't think so. I mean, because after taxes, we're looking at t- like the median income, like they said, twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, right, right. So, so, so modern families, but modern black families, just not winning like that, not yet. You know, to to be able to have that autonomy to say, I'm not going to go fifty fifty. What are you doing? I also think like see less marriages because of that right like it's hard for a single person to live off that type of money mm-hmm. especially if they're not literate enough to keep it right. right and i think it goes back to kind of like that accountability aspect and i hope that like phil you can reach to this and, and the women that we have calling in today if she's obligated to go 50 50 and shit hits the fan she's responsible mm-hmm. as well versus you're going 100 shit hits the fan mm. It's all coming on you. to you like, well, as a husband, as a man, how you let that happen? Right. But when it's 50-50 and y'all kind of both playing a part, it's like, how did y'all let that happen? I think that's a part where it becomes uncomfortable. Accountability. Because they never had to answer that before. Right. You know what I mean? But right. now as you get money, as you get in this, like, freedom as women, people are holding you accountable and asking you, well, what did you do? How did you contribute to that now? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a part that we're having, like, those issues with the 50-50 and stuff like that because now you're saying – well, you're fifty percent on the line, right? And it's like, well, I don't want to be fifty percent on the line. Yeah, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's a big it's a big accountability. You know, sometimes like we joke around in the chats, like, what what the hell are you doing with your money? <laughs> if you if you're not going, let's say yeah, let's say the man makes fifty thousand dollars, you make fifty. Y'all got a hundred coming in. Mm-hmm. Well, you should, but <laughs> she's saying I ain't doing fifty. I can agree to twenty five. And so as a man, you allow that to happen. What is she doing with the twenty five percent of her money? that she's not bringing into the household for the kids, the family, and everything these, else. These but days, sometimes the, you don't even know line. where the money is going, whether people are doing it together. Like, I feel like there's plenty of time where people look and say, I don't know where my money went. Like, you got written, more money. Yeah, budget. their money. So it's like you yeah. asking where the money went. Like, do we know where the bill money went? Do we know where the the pot that, like, supposed to sustain us went? I think that's the most important part because if mm-hmm. you sit here and you're figuring out, okay, where did this money go? I think you you want to contribute. When you know where your money is going and what your money is doing, like, when you have a plan, then you're more apt to do responsible stuff. But if y'all, if there was no responsibility anywhere, it's like, well, where did any of the money go? Correct. Correct. So is that is that the man? Would it make you more comfortable if the man had the plan? So for me, I feel like we should have the plan. We should sit down and know where okay. the budget is, know what the budget is. We should know where the bills is. We should know how much is over to pay for debt. Because what if something happens to you? 
Like right. I, I knew I uh, dated a guy once. He said his dad did everything, paid all the bills, mm -hmm. know when the bills was due. Old the school. man died. The woman couldn't handle the money anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's like, so did you really leave a legacy? Right. Did you really help that woman to be, you know, like you were saying, and not make, you know, making her do anything? But did you just help her to be a better woman by hiding all the things from her? Right. And then on top of that, so now you're stressed. And so you don't know, you worrying about the money, I'm over here carefree, and then, like I said, something happened, you, uh, you stroke out or whatever, and then again, did that help our family? Because now you something is wrong with you, or you become so depressed, you can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's why I want to, I want, preferably, I want us to sit down together and figure it out together, not you telling me this is what we're doing. Yeah, one of the, one of the strongest points that I've learned just in, like on and off watching Dave Ramsey is that he believes in a written budget. Mm -hmm. And literally, you create the budget with your wife, and literally, you sign it, and she signs yeah, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that it brings that in a level of accountability to the partnership for the month of June you you're spending two hundred dollars on clothes and that's it because you just signed your name to this and put your word and your stamp on it that this is what you agree to, not because um, Zara or Nordstrom or yeah. Saks had yeah, yeah. a sale and I had to get it. I yeah. saved money by getting it. No, you didn't. You know, so so it's all about mm -hmm. having a written budget and then a budget that. Everyone agrees to, and you sign Tonight. off on it, and you can't say that you didn't agree to it. That's Even bringing in the kids. Yeah. Like, I've heard bringing in the kids. So it's like we're all on the same. Because, like I said, you can live over here carefree, and then, well, why why can't go to three weeks of basketball camp instead of two? Well, son, this is what we're doing to help our family, yep. too. Yep. And a woman. So you're that's saying, what is starts. she doing with her money? Okay, I if she's a good woman with you, that's why you marry her. I'm not going to buy this purse because of this. But if you're not even letting me know the struggles, what we're going through with finances, how are you going to get then get mad at me because I'm just spending my money right. all willy-nilly? It's a woman. It's, it's, it's a, I, think, I think that's one of the – I say it often when my patients have this conversation is, the most irresponsible man can ir irresponsible thing a man can do is to leave his family in a financial hardship when he dies. And so that starts off with life insurance. That starts off as like you're saying, completing the budgets together. So if something happens to you, your wife can keep on ticking. Matter of fact, her life should be better financially with you no Absolutely. longer here. And so I, I, I believe that life insurance and leaving families with funerals to pay for is one of the most irresponsible things we do as a uh, black community. Mm -hmm. And so that's something we need to step our game up in. If our parents lose their houses because they got to yeah, their loans and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah definitely a responsibility. And so what we will do now um, is that we'll bring um, one of our first guests in, Miss India. Hey, I love this new feature. Yeah, yeah, we, we bring her in. Miss India, how you doing? Hey, India. I'm doing good, and you? Great, great. So what you got on the topic? 50, you, what's, what's wrong with going 50-50? You, you agree or disagree? I agree with it. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. I think that like you all have all said already that as long as both parties are um, on the same page and financially literate or, or like Sam said, being coachable, then it's no reason why it shouldn't be able to happen. I think for me personally, I struggle with it because of a lack of trust in a partner. Okay. That's real. Um, when you kind of like putting all trying to put all of your hope into the relationship that being balanced. I struggle with that as an independent woman. I'm also, I'm, I'm all, always the woman that makes the more, more money than the man. Right. And so um, the trust in him to provide for me is like a big, big issue. 
Okay. Mm. Okay. Now, so my question um, to you is how um, are you, what things are you changing in your selection of men to get a different outcome of if you're having a, if you're consistently dealing with a certain type of guy that is not open to being Mm -hmm. coachable with his finances and not open to having financial conversations, are you changing the type of men that you date in order to have a different outcome? Yeah, I'm changing the type of people that I, I'm try, working on myself first because I okay. feel like Absolutely. I am the, you are um, who you attract right. or a big factor in who Absolutely. you attract. So we're building on myself up um, and who I am. I reflect, reflect that on the people that I'm bringing into my life. And so now, like personally, like in my relationship, this guy is more open to coaching me. I um, trust him. He's in a better, I, I used to date guys that were um how do you say it uh <laughs> projects he's good here but you know what i can i can make him change business. him i, I can, can help him, him. yeah yeah and i think it's just the the thrill of being in a relationship with those type of guys but now, you know, it's it's okay to be with people that have a good head on their shoulders, that's getting their money the right way, you know, and can mm-hmm. actually, they want to provide for you and not just sit back and take, you know, whatever you give. Understood, understood. I um, think that that trust part was a, was a major yeah, that thing. Was and I think, I think that goes back to us, like, having a plan, like, even a written budget. That's something that she can get behind versus me just saying, you know, Give me half your check this month, and I'm going to do what right. I do with it. Right. It's like, yeah. all right, well, I can actually trust having – I see what he's trying to do, and I can get behind it. So right. I think right. – I mean, that, again, that's a responsibility on us. Uh, whoever wants to be the financial person. Correct. I know a lot of married people, the married people that I have in my life, and they say, like, yo, my wife handles the money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because she's better at it. You mm-hmm. know, she knows how to budget mm-hmm. better. Um, so I think whoever's going to take that role as the leader of the finances shouldn't – be teachable and like teaching people on how to create your budget, how to manage the budget. Like you said, just in case I'm not here, you actually know how to maintain and actually prosper from it as well. So. Or even trust in the sense of like, I see how you were, your spending habits. And so I don't want to give you my money to where you are squandering now both of our, our finances. Yeah. So I definitely understand that point. Yeah. I'm looking every time you go now, you got the credit card instead of your debit card. Like, you know, just little stuff like that. So yeah. it's like, I don't know if I can trust this person to lead us into a financially good place. And have the conversation. And too, you know, yeah. I think one of the biggest things too, like even in my relationship, like my girl and I, we not married yet, but we, we we are starting to dabble in managing things together. An example, one thing that I do is, um, we do is we put everything on the Cash App card when we go on vacation. We both contribute to it, and we and I handle. I have the card, and I pay for everything whenever we out. So it's kind of like we budgeted for the trip. This is where we're at. This is what we need to add to it. This is what we got left over. And so it's it's kind of like a game early on in the relationship because the thing about it is. You should know where this person is mentality wise before you marry them. Absolutely. So you should already know. And like India, I don't know if what your opinion is on that. You should already know if when he gets down on one knee and asks me to marry him and I say yes, I already know kind of what his financial spending yeah. habits are. Yeah. What am I getting myself into over and over? Exactly. Desmond, you got any, any I, questions? I, Go ahead. Go I ahead. do have a question for you. 
how do you decide or in your relationship when is the right time to have that conversation day one because most guys feel like it's day too one. early no, no. <laughs> there's really not there's really not nothing whenever because how old are you 31 so at 31 it, everything should happen day one i feel like but it's all about how you approach the conversation mm-hmm. And it's, it's several ways you can approach it. And I, we've had conversations in the past on the pod about a woman being in her feminine nature. There's so many things you can get out of your man or the man of the opposite sex by just being feminine, mm-hmm. by being soft, by being a different energy that he typically doesn't vibe with, right? And so you coming to him from a feminine point of view of just being soft, caring, and a nurturing woman to say, okay, you know, like, what are your perspective? What is your, what is your perspective on this? And let him talk, and you will learn what you need to learn about his point of view and finances. So just, just, a, I would recommend for women to just attack it from your feminine perspective because men are very, very, very receptive to that, right? We're not really receptive to seeing a female with masculine energy because it then makes us shut down and make us give you the opposite response of what you want or what, whatever you want by feeding our ego. Yeah. You know, so what's your point? What's your point perspective on that? Dad? You got anything? No, I think women definitely have more smarts than we do. Absolutely. Um, and you, you want the Mars. That's why bro, you, <laughs> you guys as women can be much more creative in your thinking to get what you want out of us. Mm-hmm. Period. Like you, if, if, if you want that bag, or I just used bad because we was having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you want that and you know he's not going to get it for you in that moment or you can't get it, there are ways for you to approach that relationship for you to get it at some point. Absolutely. It's, it's just going to happen. Like uh-huh. Y'all are smart like that. Y'all are built like that. And y'all can think long term mm-hmm. better than we can. Yeah. We mm-hmm. just can't. Um, and so that was just my point. No, like, like a that. good example is let's say he has a little business or whatever and say, Hey, you know, if I, if I help you, you know, with your marketing and we get these numbers up for your business, how about we take another look at that bag in two months, three months or six months? He'd be like, Hey, that's a good trade. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? And then there you go. You were able to approach the situation with the bag from a feminine point of view. It wasn't an argument. It wasn't a debate. And it was something that he was able to get his goal and you was able to get what you want. And then he still feels good that he's able to provide for you. Right. Yeah. He still feels like he's in lead. Yeah. Right. It's like whenever you wanted something and he didn't nor so agree with it initially, you didn't take the captain's hat off and say, oh, you know, uh, you know, oh, well, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to lead us to this point. No, nah, you still let him lead and still made it seem like he was doing it. Where you really was the one that finessed it and got it done, <laughs> yeah, and that's when you just you know you just pat yourself on the back, you just pat yourself on the back, and when you go to the, the salon, you can brag to your girls or whatever and say, "Hey, I did it like I tricked him and thinking he was his idea, yeah. but it won't." Right. So, so you got anything? You got anything left before you go? No, yeah, y'all did it, y'all. All right, good. Well, we appreciate the call. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. So next we got Miss Nakia. Yeah, man, I think, I think like, there's two types of men, right? You got the men that you can have that conversation with on the first day, and then you got the men that you can't. Right. And I think the men that you can show you that where they're trying to go, right? right? And then you got the men who can't, and it's like, oh, maybe I don't need to right. pursue you, you, this anymore because not, we can't you, even get yeah. a, a grown conversation out the right, way. So. Right, right. Especially at this age. Yeah, especially at 30-something. Yeah, you should be able to have any conversation. Mr. Key, how you doing? 
Oh, you on mute? Unmute yourself. Check out audio, Hex. But yeah, man, I, you know, I agree a thousand percent. I feel like all in all, like, I guess you have to keep to maintain the spirit of positivity and also the spirit of teamwork, too. Yeah. I, I took this note down while we were doing that uh, audio. You mentioned student debt becoming your student mm -hmm. debt. So I had the opportunity, uh, a big uh, gym came to me during COVID. Like, hey, look, I'll buy you out. Right? It's like, all right, cool. I knew the dollar amount I wanted, but I only wanted that dollar amount if we could pay off dental school. Mm, that's amazing. Right. Like, that's we're a gonna, blessing. We're going to do this. We're going to be clean yeah, after we, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. We're going to be clean. I know you're going to make money and yeah. all that money. All is that's going to our it's all That's what's holding yeah, the black community yeah. back the most is debt. It's yeah. different. Consumer yeah. debt, whatever. Like, we get rid of that debt. Like, we I think that's why they the won't moon. get rid of That's why they won't get rid of student loans. They yeah. know. we. It's, it's up. It's that's way up. The moment they do that, it's way up. We're going to have And that's why we need to start early teaching our kids. Like, my brother already has started my nephew's college fund. Even with everybody Oh, he going he can go to the league, he can do that. My brother's like but just in case, here's the contingency plan. Mm -hmm. Here is his college fund so early. So when my nephew graduates, he got a clean slate. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And even if he doesn't get the scholarship. Right. He got you gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Nikki, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good, there good, go. good, good. Go. What's your what's your perspective yeah. on the topic? Um, I agree with fifty fifty. Um I feel like that's a partnership and 50, 50 if we're not going to do, <laughs> if we're you not going to do 50, 50, <laughs> then I could just, we don't need to be in a relationship kind of thing. Like, I feel like a relationship is give and take. So that's why I agree with it. Absolutely. Nikki, let me, uh, let me ask you, I, I hate to like put you on the spot Can you give us like a personal experience where maybe it wasn't 50, 50, but you felt like you had to contribute just as much, if not more, into the relationship. Maybe not just finances, but in general, and maybe why it didn't work out where you think it did work out or whatever. Yeah, uh, definitely. That was actually my last relationship where um, I can't kind of handled most of the finances, and um, it just didn't work out because it was to the point where I was putting in more of my money and doing more of like the stuff that needed to be done just in like day to day um, because he just got too relaxed. And ultimately that was my fault. I feel like for not speaking up and saying something or being firm about it, just letting it keep happening. So now that's something that I watch out for when I'm dating to be upfront and like see how it's going before we get like move any further and get too serious into it. What's your friend's perspective on this? Like in your group chats and all of that. Like how how are your friends talking? You ain't got you ain't got call nobody out, man. Like that, but. Right, drop drop their Instagram names. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> like what, what's your friends saying? Are they like pro fifty fifty or or anti fifty fifty? I think that most of them are pro fifty fifty, but I think that sometimes, um, some some of my friends could expect a little bit too much. Like, I feel like you should expect what you're able to bring to the table. Yes. Um, so to say, some of them have unrealistic that. expectations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Especially yeah. right in the beginning. Yeah. Right. And when you were combining your finances with somebody, y'all were married? Y'all were living together? Like, what was that? Mm-hmm. We were married. married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
so not married anymore. But I think now we, because we we were talking about the issues we run into. Mm-hmm. I think the real question on the thing that we need to spearhead is how do we forego these issues? Like, mm. and, and I, when you have the conversation, right? Yeah. I think it's early, but how can what are the conversations we need to have? How can these women? How can these women? forego run into the issues that they run into. So scale, what what kind of conversations can she have in her next relationship? Um, preventative. We need more women giving women advice yeah, exactly. too. Yeah, yeah. And hold each other accountable. I mean, I agree. I think at the beginning we can have these conversations about finances, about how you, especially all right, like we 31, 30, 32 like all right well where do you see yourself like what is the goal like instead of just casually dating if you want to get married if the if the goal is to get married then like you need to be having marriage-minded conversations like it shouldn't be like like if you were dating somebody could you see yourself marrying that person it's like oh no we're just having fun i just we're just trying to see where it goes like okay that's not what you're supposed to be doing if the goal is to just have fun for the rest of your life then yes do it because we are at a point now where we can make those decisions but it's like if your point is to get married then it's not oh well i'm just waiting to see what he thinks and da 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 because like he, he ain't just gonna come out with it unless yeah. you ask yeah yeah, yeah absolutely N- nakia uh you you're gonna either love me or hate me after this conversation <laughs> i'm sorry but this is just how it goes yeah that, that's, um, that's a role oh yeah right. um, so there was two things that i loved about what you said the first well one thing i loved, one thing i didn't so much like the first thing I loved was that you said you had an opportunity, but you didn't act on it to speak on how you felt about the financial situation um, and where it was headed. But what I didn't like is when you said I ended up putting more of my money in than he did. Now, do you think that mm-hmm. was a mindset thing? Whereas what's wrong with putting more of your money if it's possible versus, you know, looking at it where, oh, he's only putting in 5,000. I'm putting in 10,000. Like he need to, you know, meet me there or something like that. Do you think it was more of a mindset shift to where you were um, and where you're headed? Or do you think, like, it was any way you could have, like, changed that situation? Um, I think that it was definitely more of a mindset I started to develop after the patterns weren't changing. Um, I feel I went into it where it was our. I mean, we had a joint account, everything. But then it just started to not add up to where it's, like, we're both not even putting in to the joint account. Yeah, yeah. And it was just stuff that I had to kind of, I just figured out. It wasn't even anything that he was upfront about. Was it, did you all just have one joint account or you all had a joint account and two separate accounts? We had a joint and two separate accounts. Okay. Des, what's your perspective Mm -hmm. on that? As being married, like do you do one joint joint account or two? I mean, we have multiple joint accounts. Okay. Um, so I think I think first I think the way we do finances in my house may not necessarily work for everybody. Absolutely. And I think everybody needs to know that and understand that. Um, but this is a perspective, right? You can take a, a little bit of mine and a little bit of Sam's and intertwine with what you guys have. But we have um, a debt account, right? We have an account that we have where we want to pay debt down. We have our checking accounts where we can spend freely to do what we what we want to do and that's 
me spending on her most of the time. She got two checking accounts. Yeah, she, got two, yeah, she has two checking accounts. Um, and then she has her checking account, and then we have a savings account, and then we have an investment account. Okay. Um, but taking taking the goals that you guys have and making accounts for those things, okay, right? That's so like that's, that's, that's unique. That's, yeah, let's yeah, feed this debt account because we want to pay debt down, or let's feed this vacation. Um, account mm-hmm. because we know we plan in going to go on a yeah. vacation. Um, but, but it's a much better vacation when you yeah, do that but it too. Doesn't, Ooh, oh my God. It doesn't yes. stay the same though. True. Right? The the financial dynamic has the ability to shift depending upon what comes in your life. Right? Like for me, um, watch this. She's paying <laughs> for our whole wedding. Okay. She's paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how much she's paid so far. But it got to a point here recently where my financial um, abilities took a big leap up, right? And so I'm like, babe, how much left to pay on the wedding? She's like, bet. I'm like, right, I got it. Here, take that. Mm-hmm. And then we – because Good. I know, yeah, because yeah. now I know her check is way more consistent than mine. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So there may be a point where I'm feeding the, the savings account, mm-hmm. but it dies down. I know if we have no wedding, no any kind of debt. Her consistent check is going to be there. Absolutely. And it's going to be more consistent. Because you're dependent, like, because salary versus, like, monthly dependent and stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess that's why I asked, you know, what's wrong with her putting in more, right? Because if that was the situation where, a similar situation, like, maybe he didn't have a good month and, you know, she has to put in more. But I think I like her response of it was a situation where she didn't know. Mm -hmm. Now, if I can only put in $25 this month, and I'm like, hey, you know, it was a bad month. I, I paid all our bills, and this is all I have left. I'm going to put 25 into our savings. Now she can say, okay, I understand. But when it's like, we're supposed to have 1500 and I know I put in 1250 Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, where's the rest of it at? Absolutely. Were there any signs of, like, before you got married, like, of, I don't know, I don't know if it's illiterate, like, of his finance, the way he did money and stuff like that. Did you see the signs before? Did y'all talk about it before? And then... All of a sudden, it switched, or was it all this pretty consistent how he did it, or what? Um, I definitely think there probably were signs that I was just oblivious to, um, just because I feel like if I'm with someone, like I'm going to make sure that you're straight too. And it's definitely a conversation that should have been had um, to assess like our financial literacy on both ends, so that we could have worked on that better. And that's something that I take really serious, like moving forward, like the next person that I might end up with, you know, just to to make sure that we're on the same page with that. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for being thank on you. too. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having it. me. Of course. Right. Thank you. And then the last guest we have is Miss Brittany. How you doing, Brittany? I am good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. What's your perspective on the topic? I agree with pretty much everything everybody has said. The only thing I will add is in terms of 50-50, I think we're talking about finances. But to me, especially being married, I think it goes beyond that. I think it's household. Like, are we talking about cleaning? Are we talking about laundry? Are we talking about maintenance? Are we talking about just other things that goes into a relationship outside of just the finances? 
I believe in going 50-50 in that regard. But if I'm the one responsible for the other components, then that looks 70-30. So right. are we only mm-hmm. talking about finances and relationships going 50-50? So I, I would say, well, now we're talking about everything now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so but this, this is my response to that. Sometimes um, when it comes to duties, the, a lot of times what, the consistent theme that you hear amongst friends, I've heard amongst friend groups, social media um, conversations in multiple group chats is that sometimes women look at things as tick for tat, one task for another task, whereas really tasks are like weighted GPAs. A four credit hour English class is more than a PE class. Both of them are classes one for one, but one of them is weighted more than the other. So if you despise putting gas in your car and take you on your car to get an oil change, that may be four points for you and him may, and you washing the dishes may be two points for him. And so it's all about two looking at like, okay, what is the importance of the task that's being completed for me? That makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think there's some things like him taking out the trash is a one point, but doing laundry is five. Right, 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 right. And so he may have to add a couple more tasks in there. He may say, you know what, babe, I'm going to take your car for the day so you can get an oil, I'm going to get an oil change and get you some new tires on there, yada, yada, yada. And you like, all right, that's 200 points, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's like. For gas in my car, that's a thousand points. Yeah. So, So, you know, it's also like looking at it like kind of like weighted GPA, you know, uh, when it comes to instead of looking at it task for task, it may be healthier in the relationship to look at it like what is the importance of the task that my husband or wife is completing like like that you don't mm-hmm. want to go out and cut grass but it may take him two hours to do and sweating and he's tired from the week and dealing with weather and other things like that he's like do you want to do you want to i can wash the dishes if you want to cut the grass so that so and you don't want to create that type of tension in the relationship whereas you can just look at it be out of love you know yeah and i think the key thing there just kel you just said gas is a thousand for you that's Point five for me that doesn't add anything mm-hmm. to me to get gas so i think the difference here is that whatever relationship you're in you guys have to Absolutely. know what that mm-hmm. looks like what works for just scale might not work for me but as long as my partner and i have a understanding of what that points scale looks like then i think that's more important than just 50 50 in bills it's about looking at the bigger picture to me what's something very very important to you on your list like, like, if he do this, it just makes your day. I think for me, it's honestly not a task. I think appreciating the things that I do yeah. in this household mm-hmm. is way more valuable than you trying to say, oh, I took out the trash today. Did you see what I did? If you walk in and the house is clean or food is done and you just say thank you for doing this or, for instance, I don't like to cook. So when I cook, I need a gold star. So the other day, that forehead kiss for that, for that meal. You, big facts. And so I cooked the other night and he ate and then he took it for lunch and he texted me throughout the day and said, thank you, babe, for my lunch. And it's just like, to me, those things outweigh you putting gas in my car or anything else, as long as you acknowledge it. So in our relationship, we understand those dynamics and I get that from him. That's amazing. I wrote, I wrote two points down. Uh, we, we're talking about points. Mm-hmm. Right. But I was like, it's, it's not really about points, but more so making your life or making your spouse's life easier. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, yeah, my wife, she she does not mind washing dishes. But if I know if I come home on lunch 
and there's dishes in the sink, it's not about the applause that I'm going to get from her because I wash dishes. It's because I made her life easier. Now she don't have to do it. Now she yeah. doesn't have to do it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, and then the second point is knowing the love language of your, mm-hmm. your spouse too. Right. Because yes. you were saying like gas for me is not that big of a deal. Right. But you cook and you were looking for a response from him. The word of affirmation. Right. You was yep. looking for a certain response. So where, where, and I might mess this up, but Jaskale has a thousand points for gas and you only have a, a point for gas. If I'm the kind of husband, I want to receive affirmations for putting gas in your car and I don't get it from you. Now I'm in a place where I'm like, oh, I ain't even Russ, thinking about gas. She, she's not feeding me the way I need to be felt. Yeah. She's right. not feeding my ego. Yeah. But if Jaskale is my wife and I don't necessarily know that gas is a big thing for her, but I put gas in her car and she gives me all that the praise. Love. That praise. Like, oh, yeah. You're going to be clocking her I'm tank. I'm going to keep doing it. Absolutely. Like, because she's feeding you me. You had three quarters, babe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Like, I got to oh, Not, my, not my baby. Not three quarters of the tank. No. Full only. That's a fact. And That's when a... you said points, I don't think it's necessarily like a scorecard, but okay. it's like what is weighted. Is weighted. Yeah. Like that, like okay. for me put gas in my car, it would be weighted heavier than for Britney. And so, like, not like, okay, now we it's the end of the week, and I only got 5,000 points. You're not like that, yeah, but yeah. just, like, what is more important? Almost like a love language thing, right. too. Like, mm-hmm. I guess maybe for me, it, um, what's it, um, acts of service. Like, that was why. Then right. she might not need acts of service, so that's still another thing. So it's like that's why it would mean more and not, like, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Brittany, we appreciate it. Thank, Thank you all for having me. Add. Anything else you want to add to throw in there? I'm good. Thank, thank you for thank, thank you for joining us. Yeah, I think I want to like, and I know like there's some people who who oh 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 I'm looking at this thing and they wrong they, but it's like it's I feel like the dynamics of your relationship can always change. Absolutely. What if we that's, paid that's, off that's, all that's, of our debt and now my husband says okay just go you can stay home. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm good. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And you know it, what I'm that, saying? That was a long that was a short term sacrifice for a long time. For a long yeah, yeah, short. So that's what we were saying. Like, look at it. There might be somebody already out there that can meet a woman and say, You don't have to work. But that is a luxury right now for the black community. Cause like right. you said, what, five percent mm-hmm. of yeah, black yeah, men yeah, are yeah, making, making that money. Yeah. So it's like right. I just don't want people to think that you have to be the same dynamic your whole relationship. Right. Absolutely. A little sacrifice goes a long way. Absolutely. I mean, and to sum it all up, man, I think overall is the the theme of the conversation is sacrifice, um, deferring yourself, being selfless, Mm -hmm. um, maintaining a team sport, team mentality, and um, to to tune into your partner's love language so that whenever tasks are completed and things are paid for and all those things, you're making sure you're doing it to please them and they're doing those things to please you. And so if you're not worried about yourself and you're letting your partner worry about fed. you, yeah. you're going to be fed. And then if you're worried about your partner, they will be fed. So dope conversation. Yep. What's yeah. wrong so with going 50 Somebody 50? can go Nothing get my wrong. car, put yeah. some gas in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much obliged, much obliged. <laughs> good, good. Nah, that was good. Yeah, that was All right. Good one. All right. That was good. Yeah.